from VinePair's New York City headquarters, I'm Adam Teeter. And I'm Joanna Sherino. And in Seattle, Washington, I'm Zach Jabal. And this is the VinePair Podcast. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy almost Thanksgiving. There. Yeah, we're almost there. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like, it's Turkey Day. What are your plans? I'm going to go to Lancaster, uh-huh. Pennsylvania. And what will you do there? <laughs> For what purpose? This is where my wife's family's from. Mm-hmm. You just wanted me to say that. Huh? Are you bringing anything? Uh, what if are you I'm bring allowed to, to. Well, <laughs> my mother-in-law is very territorial of the kitchen. Okay. So I don't really cook in the kitchen. I like, to, like, Nami and I both like to cook, but this is like, we do it when we go to my parents' house because my, my mom is more than willing to be like, oh, yeah, I'll leave. <laughs> like, you guys do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, we might bring, we might bring a pie or something like that. Um, but that's about it because... Yeah, we like the, the year. This is the year we kind of like don't look at recipes because her mom knows what she wants to do and that's what she does. And so, yeah, I'll do bring you, wine. Do you go back and forth every year? Yeah, we trade okay. off. Yeah, we trade off. Mm-hmm. Um, so my parents are going to Ireland. Oh my goodness! Year. Yeah, a very Irish Thanksgiving. Yeah, they're just like screw it. <laughs> our, both of our kids are with their wives, parents, families. We're going to Ireland. I was like, good. good that's for good them. for you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where are you going? Um, I'm going to my sister. So my sister-in-law's family's house mm-hmm. um, in New Jersey. Um, and we kind of trade off between my family's house and then her family, which is very uh, nice. We get to combine. But them the all. families come. Yes. That's really nice. Yeah. So my brother and sister-in-law don't have to split because we're always together. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I always bring two pies. Two pies. Mm-hmm. What are you making? One is my... Gr- grandma's apple like apple crumb pie that i've been making for a really long time and then a pumpkin chiffon pie which i've been making for about a decade it's a really old recipe from bon appetit ah, i think it was actually gourmet what is a pumpkin chiffon pie um basically you make like a it's like a kind of a pumpkin mousse that goes into a pecan graham cracker crust i could get behind that it's very good Whoa. i could get behind that i know I'm anti like true pumpkin, like mm-hmm. store bought pumpkin pie. I'm I'm anti store bought pie. You're anti pumpkin. Uh, what about you, Zach? Are you to, will you be, will you be in Seattle? Would you go to in laws? What do you do? Uh, no, yeah, we'll be in Seattle. Uh, it's going to be a very small gathering. Just uh, Caitlin and the kids uh, and my mom and stepdad. You know, we kind of have my family's Thanksgiving quote unquote traditions have definitely changed a lot over the last few years. We used to have more of a big gathering on the Saturday of Thanksgiving at my dad's house, but between COVID and he and his partner did a big kitchen remodel. And so they're like kind of not doing that. I'm not sure if it will eventually come back, but uh, we usually host just because it's easier for us with the kids. And my mom, like yours, Adam, is uh, very happy to seed the kitchen whenever it comes mm-hmm. to that. So it's not like she's interested in, in hosting us. And like they live just far enough away that it's harder for us to travel they don't really have room for all of us to stay with them even if we wanted to so yeah we'll just do a very small thing i've decided this year that i'm not making turkey Uh, i don't like making turkey i don't like turkey that much in the first place and Mm -hmm. making a small turkey is dumb Um, they don't taste very good even if you like turkey in my opinion and i don't want to make a enormous turkey because then i'm stuck with turkey leftovers which i also don't care for so i'm just gonna make chicken uh chicken better uh <laughs> we had a debate about whether to do something like totally off script i we I had a brief moment of it sort of entertained 
a, a brief moment of potentially doing a, like a very English Thanksgiving. Like I want to make, I've always wanted to make beef Wellington. Why would mm. you do an English Thanksgiving? We beat them. That's why this is now our holiday. <laughs> no, actually, we left them. That was different. <laughs> we left them. Yeah, and yeah, then this we is the Fourth of July, Adam. Just like we're going to beat them that. in the World Cup. Yeah, that's exactly. You know, if, if everyone's paying attention, we're beating them in the World Cup after Thanksgiving. Yes, we're win that game. So. Uh, in any case, but we just, I just settled on, we'll just kind of make a, you know, most of the sort of classic dishes, but I'm just making uh, chicken instead of turkey because it's faster and easier and tastes better. And those are all compelling reasons to me. So nothing, nothing too exciting. We've got some other family stuff over the course mm. of the weekend, but uh, not going anywhere, which I'm glad for. Uh, yeah. Traveling with children is, um, well, it's a lot and I don't want to do it unless I have to. So, yeah, well, <laughs> there you go. Black Friday, we're beating England. I'm just letting everybody know. I just want everyone to know. Okay. Anyways, so. <laughs> Uh, we, I feel like we Wales or Iran, though, apparently, just England. Well, that's the big game, though, that, you know, like, that's the game for, uh, of this week. It's the game of this it. week, but that's the game of this week, Zach. I, I guess. That, is, that I matters. Guess. Which one? England, U.S. Okay. On Friday. That's soccer, Joanna, in case you weren't. Yep, correct. I'll be tuning in. Football. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not just, Football. your household is not fully on board the Canada train? Right. It, Canada has a team this year, right? <laughs> they, they, they always have a team, but they're Oh, the do they always have a team? No, well, I mean, like. They they always have a national team, but yes, they have qualified for the World Cup for the first time in quite a while. Yes, yeah. okay, that that yeah. was the thing. Because there is a game today when you're listening against Wales, but who cares? We're going to beat the shit out of England, though. Okay, well, we'll, we'll revisit this <laughs> you, prediction. You heard it here, folks. Well, because uh, you know why? You know why I'm I, we're going to beat England so badly because every freaking day in the Vinepair offices, mm. I'll walk by and Tim McCurdy will say to me, Adam, Adam, have you heard the news? And I'll say, what news? And then he'll say, <laughs> it's coming home. Wait, and I but, just like. This man, this man is from Scotland. Scotland has its own team. They, they don't, they don't, he's not part he of England. Just, he doesn't identify that way, though. He identifies for England. It's coming home. That also, that the entire thing about the whole it's coming home. It's yeah. just like, so funny. it's Jeez. coming home. So anyways, what have you guys been drinking? <laughs> Joanna? Oh my gosh, yeah. Forgot about that part. Um, not too much l- recently, but um, we did go to Manhattan this past weekend for uh, dinner with my family. And I had a their version of a Manhattan. Um, I l- love a Manhattan. There's uh, they split the base with rye and bourbon, and they add uh, raspberry, coffee, and walnut mm. bitters. So that's good. I think their cocktail program there is really awesome, and I would drink them all if I could. But uh, that's that's what I had this weekend. Very cool. Yeah, pretty low key. That's very cool. What about you, Zach? So we went up to Bellingham to uh, spend some time up there, see my mom. My stepdad is actually currently in Australia, so we're doing a little visiting. Oh, wow. um, and a friend of mine uh, who moved up to Bellingham from Seattle recently opened a beer bar, mostly beer bar there. And we had uh, I had a really nice uh, Czech-style dark lager from Structures Brewing up in Bellingham. Really nice. I love, you know, I'm a big fan of dark beers in general, but especially something like a dark lager where you get a lot of those nice kind of like dark malty flavors without... Mm-hmm. The sort of wheat and body of a a more traditional dark ale, like a you know a stout or porter or something. Which, to be fair, I also enjoy. But there was something nice. It was a beautiful, cool, but or cold, arguably, but sunny day. So, mm-hmm. kind of that crisp style from the lager was uh, really enjoyable. And other than that, my wife had a friend visiting uh, or here on a work trip, and so we went out to dinner with her uh, the previous day on Saturday and went out and had uh, at a place called Palisade here that's perfectly fine restaurant but we chose it kind of because it's got a really nice view and and um, you know I just ordered like a very classic martini and 
I've made a lot of them for myself, but I have this bad habit, or just habit, not bad habit, at home of like playing around with it. And so this was like the opportunity to be like, oh yeah, here's just like when you go to a restaurant and order a martini, here's what you're going to get. And it was quite good because the martini is a great drink. Um, you know, no surprise there, but it was just one of those things where I was like, the thing I was in the mood for at that moment. Um, just what kind of martini was it? So it was, I mean, I just, they asked gin preference. Um, I asked for my first choice, which was Plymouth, which they didn't have. Uh, so then I went with Bombay Sapphire, which I also quite enjoy and mm. got an olive and a twist. Cause that's how I like my martinis. Right. And then I can also give the olive to my daughter. <laughs> Very cool. Big fan of, of olives. Yeah. My mom always gives me her martini olives. I just like a martini olive. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, it's a sacrifice on my part, but, you know, this is the thing you do when you have children. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Adam? Uh, so not anything really like spectacular this week besides last night. Uh, I had a bottle of GB Berlotto Verduno Pelaverga, Pelaverga which was amazing. Um, really delicious wine. Very, like, light and aromatic and you know very you know red berry fruit it was delicious um what'd you have it with uh steak which is weird again it's this uh it josh has mentioned it about this restaurant as well there's a steakhouse that's become very famous in new york recently right it's not originally from the the from new york it's a british uh steakhouse import import (laughs) um that like it's cocktail program. We've written about a bunch. It's got great cocktails. The wine list is very weird. It's very like it's all wines I really want to drink, but not necessarily wines that go amazingly well with steak. Huh. Like, but I th- for whatever reason that is the wine list. I mean, look, there are some Bordeaux and some Napa cabs on there, but they're like insanely expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like the wines that like are sort of the accessible wines for everyone in the restaurant are all these kind of like geeky, lighter. There's lots of Beaujolais on the list. Whatever. Again, I like those wines. It's just it's odd to find mm-hmm. them. I think on this in, in a steakhouse, where it's like there's one Rioja on the list. One. Hmm. Like, well, that would be a very easy. It's a good steakhouse yeah. wine. Right? So, anyways, um, but I enjoyed the wine. Uh, so this week we're chatting about Thanksgiving. Obviously, kicked it off with some Thanksgiving chatter. Finish it off with some Thanksgiving Day chatter. Um, <laughs> and I guess the, the question, Zach, you had uh, that we're going to chat about a little bit is sort of, is Thanksgiving a drinking holiday? And why, but even if it is, like, why doesn't it really seem to have, like, a signature thing people drink? Or, like, uh, for example, New Year's Eve, everyone drinks champagne, right? right? Uh, I think certain people do have, like, eggnog around Christmas, right? Like, Thanksgiving doesn't really seem to have, like, a traditional drink. And is there a reason for that? Or does it have a traditional drink? Do, some, do either of any of us, the three of us, think that it does and the others haven't realized it? Well, and I think it's especially a funny question because Thanksgiving has so much tradition in terms of the food you eat, right? Like, yeah. obviously, some people do all kinds of different things. But if you think about a classic American Thanksgiving meal, there's a lot of shit that people have every year. And yet, from the drink side, like, I'm sure this has been the case for the two of you you get pitches you hear from people all these like oh what should you drink for thanksgiving what's the drink of thing and it's bizarre to me that 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 hasn't like there hasn't been something that has coalesced more firmly and maybe it has happened and we're just unaware of it but but to me it was it remained a sort of a thing that i was curious about yeah i think because thanksgiving is a food holiday the drinks advice around thanksgiving is always around pairings for wine 
Yeah. Um, and that's why we, I, I think that's what the way it's been for so long. Perhaps now people are thinking of cocktail pairings, but I think that's also just kind of a, uh, dangerous idea yeah. because it is a holiday in which people o- overindulge, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, so drinking a lot of hard alcohol, I think, um, is probably. Oh, I think people hit the sauce. I think they do, but it's not something to like <laughs> encourage. It's like, so I think, I think Thanksgiving is this weird holiday, right? Because I think overindulgence is a great word for it. Yeah. I think overindulgence in family time overindulgence <laughs> in food right because so, well you have all these like memes that you see like starting this week probably yeah. like here's the bourbon for when uncle john says the thing you don't want to hear you yeah. know like yeah. and that, so it's like it's drinking like drinking is, is used as the coping mechanism yeah. as opposed yeah. to like a pairing mechanism i think that one of the things that's always been so interesting to me about thanksgiving is <clears throat> it's this really big Food holiday, mm-hmm. and I think this might have something to do with just America in general. America, fuck, fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think part of the thing with it is that in other countries and cultures, when there are these big holidays and even smaller holidays, right? They're used to courses and coursing. We don't do that here. No. So, like, because of that, what, what is what is like sort of the iconic, you know, idea of Thanksgiving? It's that. All the food is at the table at the same time, and there's the there's the turkey, and like you know, the head of the household is carving the turkey, and then we jam all the food on our plate so that there's like no, you can you don't want to see the plate, right? Yeah. And and because of that, I think also you then get all of this advice from beverage professionals, just like just find some shit that pairs with everything, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like drink what you want, as opposed to well, yeah, like. Everyone starts with some sort of soup at Thanksgiving, and there's a soup course, and for that you should use a really nice white. And then there's a salad course, and then there's appetizers, and there's that does not happen at Thanksgiving. Like literally, your soup is being served at the same. You're going between soup and mashed potatoes, and like, and like it's just it's kind of gross, actually. Oh yeah. You know that's, and then you're going back for the second helping of food. That's another heaping plateful, and then you fall asleep on the couch, and then you eat twenty pies. Right. Like, that is a, what, what Thanksgiving is, and. <laughs> And so I think because of that, it, it it prevents us from having these these really quintessential drinks associated with the holiday. Mm-hmm. And I also think there seems to be this resistance of cons- – like also because of the way we are in America, again, like we can't have champagne be the drink of Thanksgiving because it's already the drink of New Year's. And this is our – and this is the kickoff of the holiday season. That's the end of the holiday season. Like why would we do both? So like – and it was it. Would, they tried to be Beaujolais Nouveau for a while, but right. then we all realized that sucked. So like, I just, you know, I don't, I just don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, you're definitely right that part of the challenge for any one drink kind of claiming primacy is that the yeah the approach to the meal is essentially the buffet, right? Like, yeah, right. this is America's buffet holiday, and I mean, great, it really every, is. Every day in America is sort of a buffet holiday, but yeah, uh, this is America's golden corral. Yeah, exactly, and. I do think that it would be interesting to to look at this, you know, for I'm sure there are the people out there who do something a little bit more restrained, but there probably aren't that many of them. Yeah, um, and everyone else probably calls them snobs. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but it's interesting because on the flip side, you know, the the holiday itself has maybe even more than other holidays that have this, you know, like Christmas t- definitely has this kind of like multi-day feel to it. It's not like you have to do a lot as an individual. I mean, you may be involved in cooking, cleaning, etc. But it's, you know, there's lots of 
uh, football to watch on TV. It, it is a day that, you know, despite kind of what Joanna said at the beginning, it is a day that in a lot of ways encourages drinking throughout the day. But yet, I yeah, it's just it's so weird to me that there isn't something that captures it. And maybe it's just because, you know, we as a country have had a weird and complicated relationship with wine that like, you know, in a way that if you had similar holidays as as you guys were talking about in in Europe, you know, not specifically Thanksgiving, but other big holidays, you are you not only are you eating throughout the day and you are having, yes, many courses, but you're also drinking throughout the day, sometimes paired, sometimes not. And obviously people drink throughout Thanksgiving, but it just feels like it's almost like people take the same buffet approach to the drink side of it than yeah. they do to yeah. the food side of it. It's like, well, here we have beer and we've got probably seltzer and we've got wine and maybe we've got, you know, whiskey or whatever for people and, and just kind of like pick whatever you want. There's not an attempt to have a, a communal drinking experience. It's all in the cooler. You, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though you would think this would be a holiday where you would kind of want that because that is sort of, you know, that, that gathering together piece is, you know, nominally part of it. I mean, I would love to course. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Not going to happen this year. Because, I mean, the again, thing about that is kitchen. It, it extends the day so much longer when like you course makes, yeah yeah i feel like i feel like what winds up happening is like I, again like thanksgiving is such the, an interesting holiday because it is a food holiday but then depending on where you are in the country it's also like we eat during halftime and like oh, sure you know or it's lunch or it's dinner in my family it's always been dinner mm-hmm. it's always been sort of like around five or five thirty. and in naomi's family actually it's always been sort of like an evening whereas a lot of other people it's like lunch it's like a really big like noon or one that's never like we've always woken up like watch the parade, kind of like done our thing. And then like in the early afternoon, you start having drinks at like 3.30 or 4 and like appetizers. But then it's still one big meal, mm. um, which I think also means, though, that we do take the drinks a little bit more seriously. Because I think if it's like if it's during the day, then, I mean, you guys know how I feel about day drinking. Mm-hmm. So then you're day drinking, and then you pass out at like 6 and it's over. Yeah. This kind of like lets it keep going. Right. Part of it, too, in any given family or, or gathering is like, are people driving commuting right. whatever afterwards right so you know when you're in lancaster you're not going anywhere after you finish the meal you're going to bed and i might so, go walk into a cornfield but otherwise yeah. yeah but i mean in other words like you guys aren't going <laughs> back to the city afterwards you're staying there and and that you know makes it i think easier to sort of have both a later thanksgiving and one that's perhaps more indulgent on the drink side and so right. i think for some people the tradition is you know you go to your you know your friends your family whomever but they're close enough that you're not spending the night there you're driving home afterwards and that may bo- both push you towards eating earlier you know perhaps hopefully drinking less but also just kind of changes the tenor of things because it, that does you know as Joanna's pointing out it drags the meal out to to course to have pairings and things like that and when people are sort of at some point looking at their watch being like okay we got an hour drive home ahead of us like when do we go say nothing of dealing with children, which again, something I get to deal with, uh, you know, it creates a different sort of uh, dynamic. But I, but I'm wondering, you know, Adam, you mentioned when you were talking about at the beginning of the episode, your Thanksgiving plans, yeah. kind of what you were bringing. And presumably at this point, you have a pretty good wine. feel. Well, I know you're bringing <laughs> wine, but I mean, you have a pretty good feel for what the people who you're doing Thanksgiving with like or will tolerate or whatever. What are you bringing? Like, what? where do you go? And is that just kind of like what you want to drink or to what extent is it like, oh, you know, my mother-in-law likes X and my father-in-law likes Y and I don't know, whoever else will be there likes something different? Oh, I bring what I want. 
<laughs> you bring you bring what you want to yeah. drink. I'm yeah, stuck. and they drink it. I, have a I actually have a question for you. <laughs> but I feel like that probably happens to all three of us because I'm now like the beverage person, mm-hmm. and so they're not going to be like, oh, you know what? Like your father-in-law was really looking forward to this seven-dollar Malbec. <laughs> like that's how it rolls. They know I'm going to bring really good wine. So I, I think you know that's the. That, that's sort of the role that I play. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to keep it fun. I try to do things that they haven't had before. Knowing like people's preferences. Like I know that almost no one in the family really likes heavy reds besides my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. So I'll bring like one bottle of like a big heavy red. But like, this is yours. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to like the other wines. That's fine. But then everyone else, you know, we do like light reds, fun whites. I'm bringing an orange wine this year. Mm-hmm. I'll bring some, I'll bring some bubbles, um, you know, and like some people don't drink the bubbles because they say they give they get headaches or whatever, right? Like, so people will have their preferences. My bro- my young brother, like my young brother in law. So I guess because I have an old brother in law and a young brother in law, uh, and this is Naomi's actual little, little brother. Like he likes whiskey, right? So I'll bring a bourbon, and he'll probably have a bourbon before he has before we have wine. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'll be tasked with making a cocktail. I don't know if I'm going to be tasked with that this year. But I've tried to make really fun stuff in the past, like. One year I made the Back 40 cocktail from Back 40. Yeah, it was really delicious, like sort of like a lemonade-y thing. I've done like really cool stuff with uh, Apple with apple brandy, so like sort of like apple-y. I mean, mm-hmm. and I guess that, that takes me to sort of like the only advice I feel like you ever hear when it comes to Thanksgiving. And I know like there are other – there are older wine writers especially who like have used, used to champion this. It's like drink American. And I kind of think that's bullshit too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That was like – that was a big trend. I remember Asimov used to write that a bunch like – 10 years ago, that was his like thing is an American, like on Thanksgiving, we should drink American wine huh. and we should drink whatever. And you know, I, that was always, it was always so interesting to me. He's like, he's an American holiday. We should drink American. And I'm kind of like, well, but if you, you know, if you got a really good, uh, she known, then pop that shit. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Joanna? Do you, do you get tasked with providing the drinks? Yeah. I, I mean, this is obviously more recent for me. So the food part of this was, uh, you know, a really big part for me for many, many years. But um, yeah, I've definitely been tasked with making cocktails. I try to do something that's easy to make for a lot of people. I think a few years ago, I did like a like a lemon gin cocktail that people liked. Um, and I also did like a shiso leaf take on a martini that we have on the site, actually. Ooh. Yeah, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, and then also... Bringing wines, uh, I think magnums are fun for yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, they're super fun for Thanksgiving. Yeah, um, obviously it depends on the crowd <laughs> and how much people drink and things like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think that that is the role that I now play. Also, the pies. Yeah, but um, but <laughs> drinks, <laughs> drinks and pies, and I, I still like to cook a lot as well when yeah. I when I have the opportunity. Um, the one thing I wanted to say though is, and Zach, we can, we can get back to, you know, your role in that as well. But I was thinking the one thing that could maybe, that maybe comes to mind for a Thanksgiving drink is like a mold cider situation. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think there's like something nice about a hot beverage, Adam's feelings on hot cocktails, notwithstanding, like there's something (laughs) nice about them as a like. You know, if you're doing the like we're playing football outside kind of thing and it's, you know, as in a fair bit of the country, it's cold. You know, those are those are nice things to kind of warm up or I don't know, a coffee cocktail or something like that could be nice. But I think, again, you kind of get into like you know, those things are all going to be kind of too 
personal for something to be like, oh, this is the drink of Thanksgiving. And and to be clear, in raising this topic, I'm not like, man, Thanksgiving really needs a drink to like take it over the top. (laughs) No, but I think it is interesting that it doesn't have one, though. Yeah. Yeah. And you would think that if nothing else, brands being desperate to, you know, kind of claim latch on to a holiday. Yeah. But yet, like, I don't feel like you get a lot like you get a lot of I get a lot of like again, just my inbox, but a lot of pitches of like, oh, our, you know, sommelier recommended these wines or our, you know, here are, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. But like, no one is like, you know, no, no spirit, no whatever is like, this is, I guess maybe it's because, you know, the American Applejack industry isn't very big. They're not like yeah. trying, to, <laughs> trying to get on, get on the Thanksgiving train or something. But yeah. I would argue, I think that, I think that at least in spirits, bourbon thinks it probably has it pretty locked down for Thanksgiving. I think that like, it's bourbon already peaks in the fall. It starts mm-hmm. to peak, right? And then it gets really big in the fall and in the winter. It's the, it's an American spirit. Yeah. It's super popular. You know, I don't think that, bur- like, I think bourbon's, it's like the one time it's like, you know, back the fuck off tequila. Like, right, yeah. you know, this is our holiday. But yeah, I think in terms of wine, you know, I'm sure Budweiser feels very confident in its position <laughs> in, in the cooler. Um, Just like Bud heavy on Thanksgiving ugh. feels like such a bad idea. Uh, I'm sure plenty of people do it. I think just, you know, I'm gonna, I hate to say this, sorry, but like, I just feel like, yeah, like, like light lagers with Thanksgiving food is just <laughs> like, I don't need to be bloated. Yeah. You know, it's already a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. But yeah, I don't think there's any one wine that thinks it holds it down, you know, and yeah. a lot of the like really popular American wines, like cabs, I kind of feel like are like the worst thing to drink on Thanksgiving. They're just like, they're so big. Yeah. And, you know, especially American ones with like the 18% alcohol, oh my <laughs> not God. really, but 15 and a half, 16, yeah. you know, it's just, it's too much. And yeah. I think you really want to go for like what low alcohol wines, uh, you know, very quaffable drinks. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff is what you need. Everything else is kind of like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to fall asleep at your plate. In your plate. <laughs> Into your, your plate, soup. perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't, I mean, I know the mashed potatoes look like a really nice pillow, <laughs> but yeah. you don't want to do that. Okay, so I have two thoughts that I want to add here. One is that one of my sort of medium hot takes on Thanksgiving is that like Thanksgiving is the bad is a bad meal to break out good bottles of wine for. Hmm. In general, hot I don't take. Think the, mm-hmm. I, I don't think the food at Thanksgiving is super like fun to work with as a wine pairing option. Like, yeah, you can do stuff, and there are things that I think are taste fine, but like in general, you're dealing with a holiday where, as described, people are going to be like stuffing their faces. So the wine or whatever is going to mostly be an afterthought in the first place. And like, that's fine. I think that's a great time for, you know, as Joanna, you know, intimated, like you can get magnums of like, you know, perfectly acceptable, but nothing special wine. They look fun on the table, they feel festive, and they don't kind of like, try to do too much. I think it's like a bad meal, unless you're, you know, doing the snobby coursed version with you know people who are really into it like those are not the settings where i want to break out really high quality wines like you know partially it's you know my family in general there's a range of wine enthusiasts to you know people who drink wine when it's put in front of them but it's not generally the space where i want to open really nice bottles of wine and it's not the food that i want to try and pair with it i mean there's a reason why you know it's notoriously kind of a tricky pairing meal because there's just a lot of stuff on the table and it's going to be challenging the other one is I actually kind of disagree about the notion that it's not there's no domestic wines that make sense. I actually think that the, if you are going to like be like, I want to drink American, I actually think one thing to look for is I actually think Zinfandel is a good kind of fit with Thanksgiving mm. for two reasons. One, like it's an extremely crowd pleasing wine. 
like there are people who don't like Zen. Those people generally are snobs and that's fine. Like that's cool. But I think Zen is generally pretty approachable. It works for people like your father-in-law, Adam, who like big red wines, but it doesn't, yeah. doesn't have to be super overpowering. It's kind of fruity and vibrant and fun and like kind of gets along with everything, which is kind of good for the Thanksgiving meal. And it's like a very American thing. I mean, it, it isn't obviously an indigenous variety, but it America is the place where it's sort of, pun intended taken root and is popular and like if you are moved by that notion which again as adam said you don't have to be it it is i think a good american wine to kind of choose for the table and it's you know can be pricey but doesn't have to be um it can be you can find really good bottles for 20 25 bucks or a little more if you want to and uh yeah so that's a a thing that i do like to kind of have as an option for people who want red wine it's just it, it fits here well in a way that yeah i don't think you know pinot noir kind of too like again you need pinot noir you need food that will like sit in the back of a good pinot noir i should say like that'll like it doesn't demand much of you the food you want to really focus on the wine cab you need you know more fat or uh, more kind of meat than your typical thanksgiving meal really provides and zin kind of sits nicely in the middle in my opinion and is a is kind of a nice you know like i said it's something that might fit well with the with the holiday and you know despite what adam said it carries a you know it's got a, a it's pretty boozy generally and if that's what you need to get through the thanksgiving meal like it's there for yeah. you i think i think it is it's like i feel like thanksgiving is the time to open not like special old wines but fun wines yeah exactly like it's you know and whether that's fun wines in magnum or fun wines in some other yeah, version yeah. maybe even in a box like yep. do what you need sure. to do you know like i think it's about it's it's more about sort of the celebration of everyone being together as opposed to doing these courses that that we have talked about i think that's the only way you could get away with the fancy pairings or yeah. the really nice wines is like we're gonna do a course thanksgiving and i can see how that is doable if it's a smaller group but again i think that's the reason that course thanksgivings never happen is because it's a buffet and everyone just eats what they want and also like it's the only holiday i feel like as well that everyone has a dish that they really need to be there like right, you know exactly. like you better have my mashed potatoes or this specific kind of casserole or well, i don't know casserole that's a but anyways but uh <laughs> i don't i don't know why i said casserole i don't think i've ever had a casserole at thanksgiving before but, but, but i'm just saying i know no 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 disrespect with people who like casserole i'm just saying i've never had one or like i need my brussels sprouts or and i'm gonna get back on track my brussels sprouts are like you know my my specific side dish mm-hmm. i think is very important to a lot of people like my brother has this one stuffing he likes and that, and he needs that stuffing to be there, or it's like not Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm like, dude, if you like it so much, have it the rest of the year. No, 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 just Thanksgiving. And it's, oh, by the way, it's Pepperidge Farm. Mm-hmm. Yep, straight out of the bag. Like he likes the like the Pepperidge Farm bagged stuffing. stuffing oh, I've made like fancy stuffings before, like cornbread, mm-hmm. mushroom, all stuff. Nope, not interested. He'll he'll try it, mm-hmm. but he needs the Pepperidge Farm stuffing. It's That's a good just, one. It's, it is a good one, but like I think that is. Also, why it makes it, the drinking much more difficult because, like, what happens if someone's just like, "Look, I get you're doing this whole course thing, but like, I don't care about your fucking courses. I need yeah. this mac and cheese in here too." Yeah, and it is what it is. Yeah, they're just like very strong food preferences for this. Very someone strong. out there in our listening audience who's like, "The thing I need for Thanksgiving is Grand Cru Burgundy." It's not Thanksgiving unless I'm opening. You know, Chambord I'm Bouchini. sure those people. Oh, exist. hit me up, Adam yeah. at Vinepair dot com, and, uh, and good for you. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I need Krug at Thanksgiving. Krug, hey, what's up, y'all? Uh, you can hit me up at adamavinepair.com. Yeah, just throw uh, a white truffle in there for Adam, too. Oh, yeah, there you go. You know, 
I'm a fancy man. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, talk about snobby. My goodness. <laughs> no, I'm not, not going to. No white truffle stuffing at uh, the Teeter family Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you imagine? It'd be epic. I mean, I kind of can. <laughs> well, when we do a very fine Thanksgiving one, one year. One year, I'll just like post pictures, be shaving white truffles all over everything. Mm-hmm. I bet somebody out just there. Just all over like, a big fucking turkey. I, that's amazing. I want tur- Give me your shaved white truffle on turkey pics, people. And per- turkey's not very good, though. I know, but I just no, it's someone's doing it. I know it exists. Like I don't know. I wish I we could just like not have turkey one year. Yeah, but well, both I'll of the families, <laughs> my parents and Naomi's, I think like feel like it's something that you have to do. Mm-hmm. <sighs> do you guys like? I want to get to the level where I'm hosting Thanksgiving. Same. When does that happen? When you move out of New York City. I don't know. I think it needs to happen sooner. I'm not going to leave New York ever. So, <laughs> yeah, so. I'm a New Yorker nowhere kind of person. So I think no. you can advocate for it. 2023. 2023 is my year. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Thank you. I, I really appreciate your support and encouragement. A white truffle Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm dreaming of a white truffle Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. Okay, we better end this before this gets even okay. more ridiculous. Anyways, happy Thanksgiving. Wishing everyone yeah. uh, really safe travels. Yes. Easy travels if you're flying or driving. You know, not too much traffic, not too much headaches at the airport. Um, and a really, really amazing day with whoever you choose to celebrate with. And good eating and drinking. And we'll see yeah. you back here on Black Friday because, I mean, we don't quit, y'all. We don't quit. <laughs> see you then. Sounds great. Thanks so much for listening to the Vine Pair Podcast, the flagship podcast of the Vine Pair Podcast Network. If you love listening to this show, or even if you don't, but I really hope that you do, as much as we really do love making it, then please drop us a review or a rating wherever it is that you get your podcast, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere. If you are listening to this on a device right now through an app, however you got this audio, please drop a review. It really helps everyone else discover the show. And now for some totally awesome credits. So the Vine Pair podcast is recorded in our New York City headquarters and in Seattle, Washington, in Zach Jabal's basement. It is recorded by Zach, mastered and produced by Zach. He loves all the credit. Keep giving it to him. Drop his name in the reviews. He's going to love hearing how much you love him. It is also recorded in New York City by our tastings director, Keith Beavers, who is the managing director of the entire Vine Pair podcast network. I'd also love to give a shout out to our editor-in-chief, Joanna Sherino, who joins us on every single podcast as our third and most important host. Thank you as well to the entire VinePair staff and everyone who's been involved in making VinePair as special as it's become. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next week.